Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Friday, April 28th, we're back. National Superhero Day, which that's that's a good one, National Superhero Day. I'm sure everybody has a take on that, but I think we got to address the situation here right off the top. Um, we need a hero. A new situation. A new situation, yeah. a news situation. Alex, do you want to... Breaking news. Breaking news. Do you sort of want to go into detail on, on what's happened here for us? So it looks like, you know, I, I come into the to the stream here and just Phil and Adam are sitting and I'm expecting that Owen's there because he missed the last pod was, you know, super apologetic about it. said it wouldn't happen again. I made it clear that I have work tonight so that I probably will cut early. And, and you gave probably an hour and a half notice, something like that. Like, hey, yeah, guys, yeah. Good. I could have given that's it earlier, good. but that's reasonable I, though. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. That's still us. reasonable. Like it's not um, like a surprise that we were doing the podcast tonight. It's also no, no. not a surprise. It's also um, for folks at home. It's actually NFL draft today too, <laughs> and our whole show is actually based on football. <laughs> and there's no one to be found um, until I sent a text in the in the group chat. He actually ended up responding. Um, <laughs> but prior to that, there were multiple texts exchanges. Phil added Owen. I and were those FaceTimed personal? him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I FaceTimed yeah. him. Phil messaged yeah. him. Yeah, and somehow uh, one no of my response. texts notified him. Yeah, um, just conveniently. And then we said, "Hey, we're starting the pod now." And um, I'm like, "I have to. Lo- I can't stay longer than like 30 minutes." And he's like, "Okay, wait. I'm not home." <laughs> Uh, he's like, I could go home though. <laughs> I don't know where he is. So it's I don't know if Owen thought really. we were gonna wait till the Chiefs pick, then start the pod. But it's really, uh, it's really setting up for one of the most dramatic situations I think in this show's history, where Alex will leave at some point, and then it's will they cross paths or will it be like two ships in the night just going by each other? It's yeah. or does he show up at all? Anything is on the table right now because. As you mentioned, our last info was I could go home. So lots in the air right now, I'll say. But National Superhero Day, you got anything you want to give on superheroes? You're kind of like a yeah. superhero guy if there was one for us. He, um... Well, I'm not saying you're like a comic book guy. I'm just saying you go to the movies. Not that there's anything wrong with being a comic book guy for anybody out there who might listen to no. this and is one. I want to make sure that's yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm a I'm definitely a Marvel over DC guy, but uh, I don't know who's my favorite superhero. Like probably, probably Captain America or Spider Man. Spider Man has some great movies. The animated movie for Spider Man and the newest ones, I'm a big fan of. So big Spider Man, I'd say. You got one, Alex? I'm a Batman guy through and through. The listeners Eat. know that about me, so they do. People know that about you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know that I have. When I was like the Iron Man, I think that's probably my number one guy. I was an Iron Man guy. Um, as we mentioned on the last show, for people who aren't aware, this is the last show until Tuesday, May 9th. 
we're going to be back on that day. So that's about 10 days off. We're going to take our vacation card, right? As round two of the playoffs is about to begin. Just don't, don't worry about that. We're just going to take that off. We'll be back for the finals of the conferences in both sports, which is fine. Nobody's got an issue with that. I'm sure. But I will say when we come back, we mentioned this on the last show, but again, once a week, little bit longer of episodes a couple things up our sleeve it's going to be an exciting time so i don't want people to think they're getting jobbed here because if anything i'd say it's going to be better because i think we're always going to be here is the is the main goal exactly more more bang for your buck yeah and i mean if you if you really like the two episodes for some reason uh, my suggestion would just be to pause it like halfway through just pause it and pretend that the other half didn't come out till thursday mm-hmm. yeah well, m- we're maybe- pumping out we're pumping out the irishman every week <laughs> so you can just listen halfway and then save the rest for a, for a different part of the week yeah exactly there's ways to do it in a way that you will still get the same output out of us. And I would say it's going to be better. And the movies are going to stay around. And excitingly, as we mentioned again, we're going to do Bo is Afraid for the first one, which has a chance to be one of the votes, if you think about it. So yeah, get excited for that, I'll say. So go to the theater, get on your site. I but would... it has good upset potential from what I've heard. It could upset us yeah, in a good way. So we'll see. I feel like out of us four, someone's going to like it. Yeah, and I think it's going to be Owen. Yeah, I think that's a fair guess. Well, he, I, we don't know if he's going to see it yet, but it's all it's all good. <laughs> True. Things can happen between now and then. Um, the NFL draft was tonight, and it's still going on as we're recording right now, which is um, which is interesting because Will Levis is yet to be picked. We've got it on on the side. When he does get picked, we'll jump in with that. But because of this uncertainty surrounding this, I think ESPN said it was like a 1% chance he'd still be available right now. Um, we're just going to start from the top and rip off the bandaid from there. And I want to say this about the NFL draft. There's something nice about it when you're in school, because it kind of signifies to me now, like the start of summer, you know what I'm saying? Like it's always that last week of April when finals are like right finishing up. So there's just good vibes surrounding the event being on. At least I feel that way. I don't know if you guys do, but the one thing I'll say about the NFL draft is the people who go to the NFL draft (laughs) are just, insane it's it's people who definitely have a custom jersey with like their name played on the back <laughs> like mr section 202 or like oh, yeah. king of the barbecue oh, yeah. like they, they do like their own own name on the back and they have like the team commission gloves with the colors that you pulled together and make the logo like they that's the type of people who go to the draft so i would want to go one year just to check out like kind of the crazy people that are around the i event. just want to talk to these people exactly like, get to know them have like would, a Panthers fan situation, like without it, like Adam had at the airport. Yeah, yeah those are the shit. best people. <laughs> I mean, everyone, they just all have like, <laughs> you just have no idea what brings them there. So, I mean, the type of person to be in, where is it this year? Kansas City mm-hmm. on a random Thursday in the middle of like end of April. Like, respect to you, man. And honestly, it's different for the people who are picking like, you know, like 18. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, come on, honey, we're going to the draft. Like we're picking 17th and we've got a glaring hole at right tackle. Like <laughs> we need to get to the draft this year so we can witness him on the stage or we can just watch him on the video board because he's at home with his family. The people there's also a lot of people who wear the I noticed like custom like let's say it's Lions 23 number NFL draft nameplate. Which oh. is just it's. 
it's fire. I might have to get one for a, a, a draft I didn't even go to and just wear it around. I think that's actually. I mean, I wanted to hit on it, but I think that's actually if you're gonna get a jersey at the draft, it should be that because that's kind of like a it's like the a memory that you were at the draft when yeah. you picked that that pick. Yeah, you know? it's it that is. was a where were you moment. Yeah, <laughs> it's like well, I was actually at the draft because <laughs> you know the people who go to the draft. Like you don't, they don't just go once. It's like, we got to go for 30 years. Oh, it's like right? an annual thing. Yeah. So they get all yeah. the jerseys lined up in their basement, 19 through like 39. And they just rip them all out. NFL draft, NFL draft. So shout out to the people who go. I, I really find them fascinating. And they all always get a big kick out of Roger coming in at the start. These are like big boo, the commissioner guys, you know, like they oh, take yeah. real pride in that. Like the Jags guy in the Mark Brunel, who was like, this is making my year getting to boo the commission. How do those fans get put into those like sections? Are those like s- selected by like the teams or something, and the teams set- send like season ticket holders or something to the draft? Or it's a good question because you I just like buy a ticket for the for the Vikings section. Like I don't know. I feel like it's season ticket holders. Like it's probably, probably like a raffle. I think. Yeah, like probably loyal season ticket holders join a raffle. Yeah. I would assume. Yeah, that would probably make the most sense. But yeah, Bryce Young went first. Not really a surprise there. That's Owen's guy. I do find it weird that like if I trade up to number one, I'll say this. If I was the GM of the Panthers and I trade up to number one, even if like I would know who I want if I trade up to one, there's no way I would like be like, I'm going to do my research and figure out who I want. Right. So why wouldn't I just from day one, make it very clear to everybody. So the quarterback feels better about himself at the bare minimum that like Bryce Young's my guy. I want Bryce Young. I just don't really understand why, oh. why they do it differently. You think they didn't do that? I don't really think they did. Cause we were still, they did that stuff where they were, were talking to Stroud and they were like, Oh, we'll see you when you get your place in Charlotte. Or I think you, uh, I think you kind of lose like your edge if you do that. Cause you want the teams after you to still be like second guessing themselves and you don't want to give the other teams like a time to prepare. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like a tiny edge. Mm-hmm. Like if I don't maybe tell they, them I'm yeah. taking Young, then maybe they think they'll still get Bryce Young, and you know they're not yeah. as prepared for the guy they they're gonna get. Maybe they thought like Houston would be like dumb enough to like swap picks, like they yeah, go maybe pick they'll first, trade me and then they go second because they like really want. They think that the Panthers are really gonna draft Stroud or something. Hmm. The Texans really want Stroud, and they switch. But yeah, I don't know. I I still think like his closing odds were like super high, so I guess. Once it got closer and closer, I think it was pretty evident that he was going there. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I would just put all my chips in on the guy if that's what I was doing. But yeah. I at least see the angle there. I think it'll be at least somewhat interesting now that the Panthers. Like, it's going to take a while for me to get interested in the Panthers. But the, like we said when they made the trade, this is much better than them just trotting out some has been. So yeah, good for them for swinging for it. I'll I'll give them points for that. I I think the real intrigue started at two and three with with Houston making both picks and stroud going at two which adam and i think was it you alex or was it owen who was in on the uh s2 smoke screen i think it was both of you who said it was it was looking like a smoke screen you mean that predicted that it was a smoke screen yeah i remember i brought it up but i wasn't really convinced i think no owen owen i think did this he committed to the smoke screen i was just straight up shook (laughs) just because it is a little weird how is he scoring the lowest like of all time (laughs) <laughs> so does it make you feel any better that the stout franchise of the Texans has has made <laughs> no, their pick? They probably don't know what the S two is. We <laughs> no, 
Yeah, they're probably like one of the like three organizations that don't actually employ the S2 tests. <laughs> like we haven't come around to that just yet. That's not in our like policy. They're doing like um, one minute maths. Yeah. And then what made me feel even worse, um, I already knew this, but I was reminded once he did get picked that he was basically throwing all-star wide receivers like the whole time he was at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, so very heat. Um yeah, so I, I I don't know. Basically, you could throw it up to Garrett Wilson. You could throw it up to Jackson Smith and Jigba, Marvin Harrison Jr. Like those are really good players. So, um, and then you score an eighteen percent. So yeah, I don't know. I was gonna say, but you don't feel good about him throwing to receiver on the Texans. But I don't know a receiver on the Texans. I don't right know now. a wide receiver. No. I want to say like Robert Woods, maybe like that makes it like maybe they've got Robert Woods. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. So I agree that it doesn't make me feel much better. And I also, I understand you might really like Will Anderson, but this is just me. If I don't know I'm going to be good, I'm not trading my first round pick next year. With- yeah, but that was crazy. Good on the Cardinals for that trade. Yeah. Because actually, I don't know far. what the Cardinals ended up giving up to move back to six. I don't think they gave up that pick. I don't they think gave, so. So they, they traded two for 12, 33, and a first in 2024. And then they traded 12 and 33 for the six. So basically. Oh, just the second round pick. Yeah. Move up, eh? mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that was an awesome trade. That's something I forgot about. But um, that was a great trade, I think, by the Cardinals. Like, what do the Texans think? They think they're going to make the playoffs next year? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? <laughs> That might end up being like a first overall pick. I think the Texans aren't going to be very good. I don't think they're going to be good either. And there's no evidence like that. Maybe they get a bump from having D'Amico there instead of like the corpse they employed the last two years that were just the same guy twice. But I I just think it's Will Anderson, like, you know, some people like this isn't like Miles Garrett, like guaranteed defensive player that you're drafting. Like when they drafted him, all the draft guys were like, Good player, but you know, not a home run. It's like if you're if you're trading all that man to yeah. pick third, I need him to be a home run. Like I need. It's always him to heat be... when you when you draft the guy third, and the biggest praise they have is you know he has a high floor. Like you you know what you're gonna get. <laughs> it's like oh. heat. That's not what I want right now. That is so heat. <laughs> I completely agree. So um, I just think they they swung for the fences here a little bit too much. I I don't understand the thought process there. I don't really get it either, and I don't understand how like the first words out of Mel Kuyper's mouth after the pick are, well, if you want Von Miller, he's not Von Miller. It's like, oh, good. <laughs> well, that's not something I wanted at all when I trade my first round pick to get up there. So I don't really get it, but you, you're not going to believe this. Everything Texans was hyped. I think he was no very, way. very excited to get his guys. Um, he done a lot of research, I'm sure. And we'll get into other guys who did a lot of research later. Uh, Anthony Richardson to the Colts. I'm an Anthony Richardson guy. People know this about me. Um, I, I secured him in the, uh, quarterback draft a few weeks back and I don't really listen. I was hoping he would go to like Seattle or go to like Detroit, (laughs) maybe hang out for a bit. The Colts is not really like the culture fit or like the team fit I was looking for. He's still my guy. I'm not going to bail and get my life raft, but heat. I was not loving it when they called his name. I'll say that much as a Richardson guy, but I, I guess for them, I like them taking the swing. Jim Irsay was looking sharp. You see him just <laughs> sitting in that chair. His mouth was like wide open. Like, um, But I pro- he probably made the pick. That's pr- probably clear. I think he's like one of the owners that has the most sway, um, you know, in his organization. So 
I don't know. I, I think he might have fell in love with some of the highlights he saw from Anthony Richardson on like Sports Center or something. It was like, that's our guy. Um, and then the fact that he's only started 13 college games is like super heat as well. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he just went for like they just drafted the polar opposite of like Philip Rivers, Matt Ryan. <laughs> which like, which well, that credit work. to them, respect. I do respect that. But uh yeah, Anthony Richards is definitely different. I didn't think they'd actually draft him, but just the 13 college games, man, and you know, he was good in them, but wasn't spectacular, wasn't elite in any of them. I don't love it. Yeah. I don't think it makes a ton of sense. Um, I think it is, like Adam said, a classic overcorrection. It's like, <laughs> all right, we've had like old and like way too many games. Let's get like athletic and not enough games. Yeah, and let's, no games. Yeah, no, <laughs> literally none. Yeah, let's see how this turns out for us. And like like they were saying in the pre-draft process, like you put them behind a guy like Gino, who has a lot of experience, or like Goff, who has a lot of experience. That'd be really good for him. He needs a lot of time. You're putting him behind Minshew, which is like that's just like he'll be there. He'll be in by week four. If it's not injury related, it'll be performance related. So I'm not loving it. But I guess you know, swing for the fence is good for them. He can hit the roof, so that's all good by me. Um, Seattle taking the corner was interesting at five. I, I mean, the highlights seemed to me that that guy was going to be like a, a pretty one in a million player. So I liked that one. Um, and then it was sort of a run on non-quarterbacks with uh, Paris Johnson going to Arizona and then Alex's Raiders stepping in with Tyree Wilson at number seven. When you saw him on the screen in the suit with the all floral and he's wearing no shirt and the sunglasses, what was your first reaction as a Raider fan? It was pretty electric. It was almost kind of like Deion Sanders-esque at the draft. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if he was maybe trying to pull off that look or what, but um he looks like a huge guy. He hit Goodell um, with the scoop. He did. Yeah, he scooped. A few players did that. Um, he's got kind of a messed up foot, um, but okay. I guess they think he'll he'll be okay in time for uh, for play for the regular season. And then I think like some people even had him possibly going third. I think some a lot of people liked him over over Will Anderson actually. So we'll see. But like the heat part is is that um, the Raiders I think have spent like. I think five of their last, I don't know how many picks on, um, on just like defensive players. So, <laughs> but surely you have a great defense, right? And yeah. surely we'd have a great defense and we don't Jonathan Abram, Cleon Farrell, Damon Arnett, not great, but I hope he, uh, he can change it up for us there. I like how with the Raiders, it's usually one of two. Well, one of three things I'll say with their first round picks, it's either extreme reach, personal problems, or, injury problems yeah. and it's always one of the three and they checked off the medical column on this one with with the bad foot um i i, I at least you didn't take jalen carter because i think that would have been a, a literal nightmare for you as a i fan. think we're the only team in the nfl that wouldn't be able to handle him mm-hmm. so i think it's good that we didn't take him and i'm not just saying this because he's still available but were you down for jeans at seven and it's easy to say no because I- he fell so far but I was, I was at the time. I think I would have gotten hyped just because I'm so like, like thirsty for a quarterback at this point. Just like <laughs> draft somebody, anybody. Um, so I would have been down for jeans. I will admit that. Mm-hmm. And I, it's pretty interesting that he's still on the board. Adam, your boy Bijan went eight to Atlanta, and uh, I, I know that you, Alex was hating. Yeah, I, Adam was hoping that he would slip through the te- the fingers and 
last 18 more picks and well, get to Dallas at 26. I was, um, which I mean, sure. It looks crazy considering you went eighth, but it's not very common for teams to take a running back this high. I think they said the last running back to get picked in like the top 20 was Saquon Barkley. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I wouldn't have been shocked if he fell to the Cowboys and that would have been nice, but, uh, I'm not sure what Atlanta is doing here with, with the pick i I mean i don't hate it as much as alex like he's probably one of the better like talent wise probably one of the best players in the draft and you'll get like four good years on a rookie contract from him but otherwise you know i agree with you it's a good like he's an unbelievably talented player um and he'll you know i still think he'll be good it's not me hating on the player it's me not it's me hating on the team and the choice to draft him like I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. It's just going to be um, Najee Harris all over again. They don't have a line. They don't have a competitive team. Their quarterback sucks. Like you said, they're going to get four good years out of him. But you know, by year five, well, people forget they, be able to help. they started like five and zero against the spread last year. So they're not. Yeah, they're not the worst team in the world. They're not know? that yeah. far away. Yeah, they were like yeah. one game off the playoffs. <laughs> I don't know. I I still think it's uh, not the smartest pick, honestly. Yeah. I'm with you. I don't really understand the thought process. And I saw some people, and I I don't want to call out these people, but I saw some people who were going, well, now you get Bijan Robinson and you team him up with Pitts. It's like, why are we why are we acting like Kyle Pitts is, Pitts is any better done. than yeah, why are we acting like he's any better than like Julius Thomas right now? Like I don't understand why he's still getting this hype. He hasn't put anything on the field. I know he hasn't had good quarterback play, but Come on, like we're not we're not putting these guys with Pey- prime Peyton Manning here. We're putting them with Desmond Ritter, and I get it. Like you don't want a quarterback, that's fine. But I look at like like you said, Najee Harris is a good example because we certainly did not have the line to support him the last two years. And what do you see today? The Steelers trade up and draft a lineman because it's like a gaping hole if they want to have any success. It's the the line can succeed without a good running back. The, the good running back can't succeed without a line pretty obviously and i guess the second thing is like when you're building a team like i I, i'm just not sure that i want to go like skill position first because like the best thing that could happen to you is like a free agent quarterback is is looking at your weapons like brady when he went to the bucks like and that's like a pretty once in a i don't know 10 year scenario like that peyton manning did that with denver and i can't really remember another time so i don't really get it for them but I mean, we've said it before. I'm not inventing anything new, but you can always just find a, a later round running back. Like, I'm not saying these later round running backs are going to be better than Bijan Robinson, but, you know, I don't know. If you're looking for like a one two punch or something, is Cordell Patterson still on the team? I think so. Another. So, and then you have Tyler Algier. Like, it doesn't make like a, any sense. They're cornering get... the running back market. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> another team that cornered the running back market is the Lions by securing. That was, uh, the... Also, I heard it was a bad draft. <laughs> They took a guy named Jack Campbell, the weather goalie. Yeah. Just just snagged him in the in the nineteenth pick. I think he was supposed to go round two, but he did win the academic Heisman, so at least there's that. But the Lions loaded up on running backs getting, you know, Swift for first down, this Alabama guy for second down, and then David Montgomery they gave three years to in free agency for third down purposes. So you gotta love that strategy. Just run the ball every down. I, I do Adam did say it does probably spell the end of our boy Craig Reynolds, though. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's going to have a lot of people to fight up. Yeah, on feels bad being Craig Reynolds, who actually, like, he played a bit last year. Hey, he, he got some he got some touches, but um, I think that was one of the most shocking picks that I saw today. The Lions picking the running back and then him going, 
well, you know, they have uh, David Montgomery and they have DeAndre Swift, and now they're just adding to that. Like, it's not an offensive line. It's a running back group. <laughs> Fair point. Our boy Tony was the person I was alluding to when I said somebody who did a lot of research and was not too pleased. He was, uh, I think he's like despondent as we speak. He's very disappointed that this is the way it broke, but that's just life as a Lions fan, I guess, for the most part. I do, Jalen Carter did go to Philadelphia at nine, which we should mention too, which I said this when it happened. Like if you're the Raiders, like like we just mentioned, you can't afford to pick a guy this high, have him fail, and maybe you know some of it's due to personal reasons or have him not succeed because he can't get both of his feet on the ground. But if you're the Eagles and you're already so good, like what does it matter to you? You're not even exactly. supposed to have this pick anyway. Exactly. Yeah, no, I smart move by the Eagles, honestly, just because they're so solid and they can swing for a pick like this. Um, and I, I think he'll be a really good player. So I don't I don't think it's it's too much of a risk besides the character issues. But um, they've got a lot of vets on that defensive side of the ball, too, like Graham and Fletcher Cox and I think some guys that could, you know, help him out. So um, I think it's still a good pick. Yeah. And the, the, a lot of guys he's played with before, which is a good thing too, but a good comparison for this, honestly, it's cross sport. And I, I'm glad you're still here for this is, uh, is Wiseman to golden state. Like it seemed like he has like the, the highest floor option, but what if they just said like, we're not even supposed to have this pick anyway. And we still have Steph Curry and clay and Draymond and just, you know, swung for the exactly. fences. Like, like maybe I'm misremembering what Wiseman was at the time. Cause he didn't play a lot of college games, but it seemed like it was like the most safe pick at the time. Yeah. Yeah, no, lots of lots of people like that's a pretty good comparison. So um because he was kind of like a mystery, I guess. So people were like, all right, you know, he could have a lot of potential. But I'd say Jalen Carter seems more solidified and you know, he's got a higher floor. So. Mm-hmm. I agree with you there. The genes fall is pretty uh it's pretty spectacular. He's not gonna go in the first round, I don't think. It doesn't look Saints, like Saints, maybe? Or actually, no, it doesn't make sense to have core. Yeah, you always want to be making decisions around if you have car or not. That's always <laughs> yeah. a good, good place to be as a franchise. But maybe somebody will trade in here and get him. We're just recording around 27. I guess the fall for him, like, for me, that's an instant way. Like, I know we we made a lot of fun of him over the last couple of weeks, called him nude guy, uh, bananas. I said when he was falling, shouldn't eat the banana, shouldn't have put the mayo in the coffee. An instant way to have people like you is just be sitting in the green room and and you sort of gain a soft spot for the guy because, you know, it's just millions evaporating away in front of him as it goes down. So I do feel bad for him. It's crazy that he's in this spot because it seemed like this week leading up, he was going to go, he wasn't going to be the last quarterback taken. Yeah. So I might not be paying attention that much, but I swear every time they cut the camera to him, there's a new girl beside him. Like, yeah. This is, is the yeah. fourth one I've seen. So it is true that they've always had a new one revolving in. So <laughs> good for him, I guess. Yeah. Maybe, himself. maybe we shouldn't feel too bad for him. I don't know. A little yeah, bit of Lamar like, Jackson vibes or no? Yeah, I'm feeling that. A little bit of Aaron Rodgers vibes. I mean, we, none of us were watching that (laughs) we didn't know how to walk back then but yeah but it seems like in the highlights that that's what it would be um i yeah it's just uh it's a tough scene to see the guy fall i'm not really sure what else you can say like it doesn't seem like he's gonna go today and i guess for it's probably something we could talk about on the next show because it's uh it's certainly the biggest story of the draft i do think those run on receivers were interesting like the seahawks getting um Smith and Jeeba was a good pick. And I did like that receiver that the uh, Vikings ended up taking as well, which 
it's weird. Usually those guys are going earlier in the draft, but um, they sort of slip back. And I guess it's more interesting when the good teams get the good receivers, I'd say. No, yeah, for sure. I, I do like the Seahawks pick, though. I think they're kind of loaded now at wide receivers. So um <clears throat> should be inter- interesting. And lots of people liked uh, Jackson S- Smith in Jigba. So um, and then the guy from USC that you mentioned is uh, pretty solid as well. So. But mm-hmm. I don't know. For me, I almost feel like the wide receivers either they like suck. It's like Jalen Rager or it's Justin Jefferson. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's no in the middle when it comes to these first well, round we've picks. Had some so crazy receiver classes like the past few years. Like every year, that's what I'm saying. Like a, yeah, insane receiver: Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, Garrett Wilson, Drake London. Like, and then obviously the big NFL stuff this week is pretty non-draft related. It's Rodgers to the Jets. Um, It'd be good if we could have a Jets fan to talk about this with. You know, that would be crazy. Yeah, maybe a little too much to ask. It's all good, though. He's Rodgers is changing to number eight, first of all. That's the first thing that needs to be said. Second thing that needs to be said, Woody Johnson, who's the Jets owner, tweeted and said, welcome, Dr. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I don't think raw. there's somebody further away from being <laughs> a doctor. But that shows the, the red carpet is being rolled out. And then you saw today Robert Sala say, it's awesome. He's walking around barefoot. He's really making himself at home. So oh, good. things are going great. It's off to a really hot start for the Jets this year. But Dr. Aaron Rodgers, he's he's a Jet, Alex. Yeah. Um, I guess this will be the last thing and then I'll go. But um, yeah, I love I don't know where he got his PhD from. Um, maybe he just like <laughs> awarded himself a PhD. And now he's independent just research. Independent research gave himself uh, a doctorate. So Shout out to Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe he did some like big like anti-vax research or something or like I don't know. But I don't know why they're calling him doctors. So um, he's still uh, still giving off the weird vibes. The press conference is still kind of weird. Saying I'm yeah. gonna make um, Zach Wilson's life heaven off the field, like whatever that means. I don't um, even know. I don't. I can't even feel yeah, the guess as to what that actually like literally would mean. They're just going to be friends. I don't think they are. Like they're like twenty years no. apart in age. I agree. It's. it's yeah, I don't think. I don't see how they can get along. <laughs> and Zach Wilson seems like the type to not get along with a lot of people very easily. And Aaron yeah. Rodgers, coincidentally, also does not seem like the type to get along yeah. with people very easily. I did yeah. like though. You say he's still acting a little weird, but immediately upon the trade, haircut, shower gonna walk in in normal clothes this time interesting move that was an interesting move good uh, i guess good first impression mm-hmm. from uh, aaron for new york so mm-hmm. and yeah. in the video i don't know if you noticed but nate hackett has gone with the change my facial hair so nobody recognizes me and there's no better person to do that move than him because i barely recognized him in the first place and he was just another face in the video and then i looked in the comments they're like nate hackett's looking good I'm like, oh, well, that's right. He's on the Jets now. And he, and he just has a full beard. It looks great. Good for him. Yeah, I, I didn't notice him. So good job. <laughs> I didn't notice him in the video. So good on him. All right. So uh, All right. I believe in no you guys, story. though. You can two-man it. We can two-man it. Oh, yeah, we got it. Let's yeah. do it. All right. Well, I guess the other thing with the Rogers trade is did the uh, – did the pack kind of play this correctly? I think you can, I think it worked out for them to get extra picks out of this. I don't really know what else you can say about the move. Cause they've been, you know, it's just been happening for so long. It just finally officially goes through this week. But I think now the closer we get to the season, 
the more I think that this has worked out really well because I haven't heard anything about them for months and they can go down to the basement if they want they drafted that edge rusher today so they're not really trying to make i guess like a skill positional impact which seemed to me like the spot they were lacking at last year um yeah i was one of the people who didn't think the jets gave up that much and i feel like that was a rare take because i everything i was reading was saying the jets gave up way too much but i'm like how much less do you expect to give up for aaron Rodgers? you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like what else are you going to give where they're actually going to accept the trade because they're like they're not forced to trade him, you know what I mean? Like the Jets have to play Zach Wilson if they don't get Rodgers, so they kind of had their hands tied. Mm-hmm. And I think, like if Brady has certainly done a lot to change people's perceptions about older quarterbacks, because like people always talk about Brady, Brady this, Brady that, for in terms of an older quarterback, but also like you know, for every Brady, there's ten Matt Ryan's and ten Drew Breeses, like yeah, like which is probably the path. Pain Manning. Yeah, exactly. His last season, the noodle arm, but that's if you're just judging off the trajectory of Rodgers, he's probably closer to being that than he is to being Brady at this point. I mean, he just wasn't as good last season. You could say he was injured. I mean, that's certainly a possibility. I do like his chances to be pretty productive next season. Cause I think he's motivated and I think he's a guy who is going to benefit from a change of scenery. Yeah. But at the same time, I think it, him saying like, this is a multiple year engagement and I'm looking beyond this season to me, that just doesn't sound that promising. And the Jets like rolling out the red carpet for him and being like, here's like how we're going to make this work for you. That that to me is pretty heat. If you find yourself in that situation with the 40-year-old quarterback. I guess see, I can uh, understand that take, but I am I definitely don't echo it. I've been pretty pro Aaron Rodgers uh, for a while. And I think I think he played all right last year. And I, uh, I don't agree with all the washed up takes and... Um, I think he'll be good, and I think I'm I'm very happy if I'm a Jets fan, and I'm sure the Jets fan on the show is very happy whether he wants to admit it or not. So yeah, and I, I guess he won't get a chance to admit it. So it doesn't seem like it. It seems like <laughs> the clock is about to strike midnight on that possibility. Um, but that's all good. Lamar also signed today, which again, it's sort of the same thing as when Hurt signed to me. Like, um, it, it's hard to like obviously the best quarterbacks in the league are getting paid. Like, that's kind of my take on all these extensions. I think the Hurts one was smart because Philadelphia kind of jumped the line on, like, the Burrow extension and the Herbert extension and obviously this one. So they got to, like, slide in on the lower scale, which is a tribute to them because they're a very smart front office. But it seemed like this is where this was heading for the last number of weeks. Yeah, it kind of caught me. I was kind of expecting it to take a little longer and for them to... You know, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I thought it might be something that happens after the draft. So good for them for getting it done. I do. I think like Odell's a good pickup for them. I I, I like that. <laughs> really? I'm, I'm not breaking any news there. Like obviously okay. it's a lot of money. You're whatever. a pretty big Odell hater. Though. I am, but it makes, it's a one-year deal. It's pretty low commitment. It makes sense. And he's still, he didn't play last well, year. Well, last time we watched him, he was really good. Yeah, but he had, he's got one less knee than last time That's we watched okay. him. Yeah, well. We'll see. I think it's pretty low risk. It's a one-year deal. But what I will find troubling is I do... I know the Ravens drafted a receiver. I know they drafted Zay Flowers. So you're getting him another weapon there. But the Ravens drafting a receiver is kind of like a curse. Like, when (laughs) when was the last time they, like, nailed a young receiver in the first round? I couldn't tell you. Because they're taking one every couple years. Like Rashad Bateman, Hollywood Brown. Like, they're always falling out of favor in some way or another. So I (laughs) I don't love that. And especially because the Chargers took a receiver right before them. And every Chargers receiver that's ever been drafted is just awesome. I can't name one that failed. 
So I don't, I don't really like <laughs> the juju there, but he should have, it seems like his holdout kind of worked. No, like they get Odell, they draft him a receiver, they pay him 185 guaranteed, which is a, like a very good number. I, I think it kind of worked for him. Yeah, I think it definitely worked for him. And at this point, he um, doesn't really have an excuse to not, um, you know, go to work and go for a deep playoff run because at this point he has pretty much everything he would want, right? He still has a running back on his team, right? Mm-hmm. So And he's got himself. He's got himself. He's got decent receivers and a good coach. So at this point, you just got to, you know, go produce. Yeah, put up the stats. He's got no no excuses left. And I think that division's really interesting. And when we get into like the summer previews, I think everybody's gonna have a different way of rating out those four teams. Cause I think Cleveland's definitely gonna be better than they were last year. I think Cincinnati's gonna be just as good. I think you could make the argument that Pittsburgh You could, yeah. yeah I will, but I think you could make the argument that they'll win, you know, ten games or so oh. nine, nine games. I mean, that's taking wins away from teams in the division. So I think um I think it's going to be an interesting rollout to see where we all rate those teams. Um, I guess the last football thing from this week is uh, I did actually find it interesting that the commanders uh, declined Chase Young's fifth-year option because solely because if you like, if we, we left that 2020 season being like he's going to be one of the best defensive players in the league if he isn't already, and since then he's given them kind of nothing. So to see like the second overall pick at his fifth-year declined, I think he's certainly capable of having a huge season. He's in your division. I know you've seen him play well against you, but I think it's a very it would be very commanders if like he had a really good season, they paid him a lot of money, and then he just went back to being bad. I think that would be very commanders of them. Yeah, I uh I definitely like the decision not not to hate on the guy. I mean, I hope he um has success in the future and everything but i i think it's really scary to um to take on these 50-year options and then give these guys the big deals after the rookie contract when you haven't seen enough and i think they just haven't seen enough the past couple of seasons and so you're taking a huge risk by taking the option and perhaps giving him an extension so i i think it's uh safe to just let him go and look elsewhere so i respect that yeah he's going to be motivated to have a good season they should just no matter what they should just not not keep yeah. him around then like you made your decision now you just just let him go i don't care if he has like 23 sacks yeah because even if he has an insane season that's a huge price tag so exactly you're just moving on after this year i'd say so i think that's probably the right call um i we don't really have a ton to do with basketball i guess because <laughs> the main basketball boys are not here with us i will you saw the honest clip though i assume Oh, the interview? Yeah. The, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, I saw the interview. What's your take on that? Because he says there's no such thing as failure in sports. And he likens it to the to the reporter's job um, for people who didn't see it. What, what's your take on yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> I think it was a, a bit of a hyperbole. I wouldn't say there's no such thing as failure in sports. I think there is a definite failure. And I think he went a little too deep on the reporter. But I... Um, I have always kind of hated the question personally of like, is this season a success? Is this season a failure? Like there's in the NBA 30 teams, right? And 29 of them aren't going to win the league. And you're not going to say you're a failure if you didn't win the league. Like sure, players are going to say that for like Instagram, like captions and like clicks on their stories and stuff like, oh, oh, this was a failure. I'll come back next year and win the Super Bowl. But obviously that's not going to happen to 90% of players, right? So Mm -hmm. 
I mean, I, I, I agree with him and I like the fact that he brought it up and said it. Um, yeah, that's kind of my general take. I, I mostly agree with him. I think it was a little too much, but I liked his take. I think there's like, I liked what he said. I want to get that on the record first. I think that what he said (laughs) made a lot of sense. I think like the, the way he compared it to the guy's job was accurate. Like you're not, obviously you're not going to say a year was a failure because you didn't like achieve everything you wanted to achieve. I understand that. Having said that, losing as a one seed to an eight seed in five (laughs) is a failure in every sense of the word. And I know he was out, but that's a, that is a failure. So I, I agree with what he was saying. If there was an ever a time to say, yes, it was a failure. I would have said it right there because I won one playoff game as a one seed. I've never seen that happen in my life in basketball. Like at least it goes six or seven every time that's happened. It's only happened five or six times before. Maybe, but uh, I mean, he wasn't playing, right? Two games he missed. He missed two games. Um, and those things happen. Like you're going to, you play a long career. Like a fi- he's going to play what, 15, 20 years probably. Mm-hmm. You play a massive career. Like one of these years you're going to, you know, crash out early in the playoffs. And um, it's not like you're, you're not really a failure for doing that. It's kind of like a learning like part of the growth curve. And I mean, sure, he's not, he's not like a rookie and he's not like in his first few years of the NBA, but it's kind of all still part of the process. So I'm, I'm not the, I'm not the angriest about it. I also, I think he gets the Ben, obviously he gets the benefit of the doubt of having one already. Yeah. So if he had done this, I think if he had done this with no rings, people would have roasted him to no end. So I think he, he, certainly gets a yeah, little yeah, bit of a sure. pass. You can't say that if you've never won. Yeah, exactly. But it's how they've... I, I, It certainly can be played if you have won. But I just think... I don't think you can go up and say it's not a failure. Like, how, I just don't understand how that's not a failure. Like, if that's not a failure, then what is a failure for a season? Because that's... I mean, the way they went out, I know Jimmy Butler is amazing and he's averaged 37.5 points a game. And I've never seen a career quite like his, I get that. But you can't say that that if there's ever a time to use the failure card, that's it. And I get it in certain situations because like, like look at what happened to Arsenal this week. They lose (laughs) to to City and they're out of the running for the the title, pretty much on the spot. And they didn't even show up for the game they got blitzed, right? But for everybody who says, oh, they bottled, oh, they did this, it's like, to me, it's not a failure because nobody predicted them to be in the spot they were in at the start of the season. They also, like, you're asking a team to win every game that they play. I think they took 24 out of 30 points before their game against City, and people were saying they were bottling. And it's like, that's as many points as you can ask for a young team with not a lot of a bench, and and you're asking them to win every game on the bounce for four months to keep up with a team that's going to be one of the greatest teams of all time. To me, that's not a failure. That's like a team that actually had a really good season. So I don't I don't but, uh, feel any shame about what happened. That like, is true, but I mean, uh, kind of a parallel with the Bucks. I mean, I'm not an, an NBA expert, but isn't that kind of the same idea? Like the Bucks finished, they won all these games, they finished as the one seed, and then you lost a playoff series where your best player was, was missing for half the series. But, like you, you still finished as the one seed, you had a great season, and then in the playoffs, one bad series, and it's over. Yeah, I you think there's I mean? a parallel there, but I also think that the NBA, like, you can't say the season is the, like, if you're taking the Premier League season 
I think like the end of the season is kind of the playoffs. Yeah. I think basketball, like the playoffs, it makes up about 50% of the season. So they've like, they created off the line pretty much to me. And an eight beating a one is, is unheard of in basketball, unless there's a major injury to a guy on a one seed, which I know he missed two games, but like he's still there and they still should have, I've never quite seen chokes like that. And we don't have to get into the specifics of that. But like, to me, it's like, then if that's not failure, like where's the line that, that was kind of my problem with the thing. It's like, what, what can be considered failure? I know it's a lot of a case by case basis, but like people would say the Patriots going 18 and 0 and then losing in the Super Bowl is a failure. People would say that. No. Um, maybe. I mean, I, I sure hope that you wouldn't, and I don't think I would, but maybe. But is it not a little bit of a failure to like get that far and then drop at the finish line? I, I wouldn't. I think a failure is like, completely failing to get your team going and you know missing the playoffs or finishing as like a seven seed when you were the favorite like i think that kind of stuff is a failure but i think a one-off series is isn't grounds for saying you failed like your season Mm -hmm. i guess so i i don't know i i think like i think that's the thing about the playoffs right it's one playoff series and um you lose and it's over and that doesn't really encompass your season as a whole to me that's my take i've i've always been a i don't really weigh the playoffs as much as heavily as you do i know when you're like evaluating players and stuff it's all about how do they play on the playoffs to me the playoffs are just another game and it's a smaller sample size and you know things happen in the playoffs people lose well yeah i agree with some of that but also <laughs> like you can't you can't tell me like what like I know it's a different sport, but like the Maple Leafs have never won a playoff series. Like you can't tell me that you still value their players as highly as other players on other teams because they can't finish the job. Like and the Bucks are different because the Bucks have won. But I I, I guess I would struggle to find a like uh, I guess a good comparison of that would be Justin Herbert. Like big chokes when it's time to make the playoffs. Yeah, and, but- and football is a different game because the coach has a lot more to do with it than other sports. But like he at least to me has to wear some of that. Yeah, I'm sure he's not happy about it, but again, to me, that's just kind of a like small sample size. You, you win some, you lose them, and it happens that in that small sample size, he ended up losing them, and those happen to be important games. I don't think the correlation is really there where the player is like, "Oh, it's the playoffs. I'm going to play worse now." But I think the pressure is hard. Like the the guy in the Cavs this week, Jared Allen said, like the he struggled because he said the lights were brighter than I thought they were going to be. Like I think yeah. players wear. The, especially yeah, in, in North American sports, the players wear the gravity of the moment a little greater than they do in the, like other sports, I guess would be the yeah. comparison there. Because the Unless most, they're Jimmy Butler, I guess. Yeah, well, that's another thing because I don't, you obviously don't watch the NBA very closely. But I did hear, I have been. Good, good. Because I, I was struggling to find, and maybe you could help me out, a comparison in any sport for something like this. Like somebody who in the regular season like kind of coasts and doesn't really even try. But then in the playoffs, it's like, he's literally like Michael Jordan. I've never seen anything quite like it in my life. And it's like at the point in the last eight minutes of every game, that you're just shocked if he misses a shot. Like he yeah. is, he is that type of presence. I don't think in any sport, because part of it is in any sport, I don't think you can get away with coasting for eight. I don't games. think there is anyone really like that. I mean, some some that kind of come to mind is um, like some of these Patriots slash Bucks, like Gronk during That's the season. One. Like he wouldn't really play, and then he'd just show up show up in the playoffs and be unbelievable. So 
But the biggest, I mean, he's kind of similar. And then, uh, I mean, Owen's not here, so I don't want to say Eli Manning, but I mean, he's <laughs> he's always bad in the regular season. They the Giants would show up in the playoffs and they would win. But I don't think it was the same. Like, I don't think anything is comparable to what Jimmy Butler has been doing his career. So, and the other thing that makes it so weird is he's never won, and I've yeah. never had so much respect. He was close though, right? Yeah, bubble, bubble, but um. <laughs> I, he's he's never won anything. Like that's the weirdest part to me is like to, to for somebody to be so like everybody in the world would say Jimmy Butler's clutch. Like it does like it doesn't get more clutch than Jimmy Butler, and he's never won. Like that's what makes it so weird to me. Like I, I was thinking maybe like Rogers because Rogers for a couple years w- would get to the playoffs and not in recent years because he'd been the opposite of clutch. <laughs> but if you took that like sample size of him when he was like hanging with the Seahawks on one leg. Or when he was doing the double Hail Mary against the Cardinals, like that stretch of Rodgers where everybody's like, that guy is is yeah. super, super clutch, but wasn't winning. But to do it for a whole career, I just don't. Yeah. And I'm Rodgers was still good during the season those years, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it wasn't it wasn't the same thing where it's like you're not really trying during the regular season and then you're insane yeah. in the playoffs. Like so. you're the last wild card or something like yeah. that. Like that wasn't happening. They were winning divisions. Well, I guess they were going on the road for those games. So that one works, I mean, a little bit. But yeah, you did say, like, I don't know if any other sport can do this because they really can't. Like, this is purely an NBA issue. I'd almost say, like, with load management, the amount of games you can miss and you can still squeeze into the playoffs with, like, a 450 record. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's the only sport where you're able to get away with this. Maybe, like, some receivers would be good, like Fitzgerald or Julio Jones. But, I mean, it just doesn't feel right if it's not. A quarterback if you compare him to the best yeah. player on a team so i think gronk is the closest one maybe but he's got so many rings like i don't yeah it's just like hockey would probably be the one where guys would go so long with without getting rings to be clutch but i don't have the brain power to dig into that right now i do think the nba next round couldn't have worked out better for what they're actually mm. going to put on the court because i'll if, be watching if you look at it heat nicks is a is a banger in terms of just two markets going yeah, at it i won't be watching that one well celtic sixers are you gonna have any eyes on that that's two big markets big hated rivalry winners probably gonna win the east no probably okay. not. not enough to get the like <laughs> this is a low level casual right here. yeah yeah not enough to get you there i know the one that you want to see oh yeah Phoenix Denver is not the one that you want to see, but that's no. another banger with two great players. But I think the one everybody wants to see, yeah, Curry versus LeBron is is going to be. I don't know that there's a more anticipated matchup in the NBA in my life, even counting finals. Because I was thinking about this the other day, like even when it was Cavs Warriors in the finals, I think the second time they played, that's not yeah, was uh, was sick. But we knew we were getting that in like... I guess, yeah, you kind of knew like in October. Yeah, like this is such a surprise <laughs> that this is what's happened. It's yeah. like shocking that we're getting it one more time. So I I can't wait for the next round. It's a good thing we're not going to be here to talk about it. Yeah, that's good. Uh, it's only the best second round of all time. Um, so that's too bad, but it is what it is. I do um, <laughs> I do think that uh, the Ime Udoka going to Houston's hilarious, but... Uh, We'll, we'll save that for another day. I'm sure we'll have plenty of time to talk about that. I do quickly other things before we go. Um, the I think the Leafs fans are, are some of the funniest people I've ever seen in my life because they, I don't know if you saw after their game four win, there was videos of like couples making out in the stands what? and like screaming at the top of their lungs. Like they won the cup. And yet 
Lakers playoff. They got like the first three, round of the playoffs. And they got to three playoff wins. <laughs> yeah, they haven't won yet. <laughs> so it's 3-2 and it's going back to Tampa and I will be rooting my bag off for Tampa. That's all I got to say. Just to see the look on those people's faces. Just They don't even, well, I hope they win, but it just has to go seven to get the real sweat going again. So I hope that's what happens. Um, Oilers, Kings, I think no real thing we need to touch there. Oilers are ahead. I hope they win the series. I hope they advance, but I'm still crossing my fingers. I'm probably more nervous than most people still. Here's the thing everybody wants to hear about the Kraken. Now, I plan to do the peeing today. I plan to do it today, but yeah, I it's don't looking like a heat. I don't think I can do it today. I think it's not right of me. Yeah, I think um, Owen has to be here and Alex. Yeah, I agree. So maybe I'll do it on the next show and I'll, I'll tell the people right now. Let's, let's, but for the people to know, it's uh, he, this isn't like a like he was planning on, he's wearing the shorts. Yeah, I'm wearing white shorts. I drank a lot of water it, because here was what I was planning around this time. If everybody was here, like they were, they, like they were said to be, I was going to just drink more water during this stretch right here, the last like 10 minutes of this show. And then at the end, I was going to get up, join the show on my phone, let you guys talk while I go upstairs, go outside, set up my phone, and then just pee. That, that was going to be my plan. But... <laughs> I think that now that this has happened, we'll just have to wait to do that on the next show. Now, here's the other thing that I want to throw in there. I'm a guy. I have a job. I have, you know, probably, I don't want to be, I have, a, a lot, hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed. He's young. He's young. Yeah, a lot of years in front of me, hopefully. So I don't want people to Google my name and see <laughs> a P video. It's just not in my best interest. It's not in my employer's best interest. So here's what I'm going to do. If you want to see this video, face just just DM me and say I want you to FaceTime me. I'll call you. I'll show you the video. That's yeah. the only way it's getting. Out. And we have people waiting. I know Patrick was posting on his story. Uh, like you would not believe he's anticipating the video. He is really anticipating the video. So I, I feel hate, bad for him. I hate to not give it to him right now. But I also, you know, Ryan messaged me. I got a ton of messages from people saying they're waiting for the next episode, all this. Now you're going to have to wait till Tuesday, May 9th, and you're going to have to blame Owen. It just is what it is. But again, yeah, please blame Owen. Please, like, send please him a message. blame Owen. Because it, we could have done this without Alex. We could have done it. He would have laughed. It would have been its thing. But we can't do it if it's just me and you. It just doesn't make sense. So it's difficult. It's difficult to do that. But if the Kraken are going to win this many games, just win the series, please. And then, and then I'll... Like at least, because I was thinking about it. Let's say the Oilers advance. Who's their biggest threat in theory? It's the Avalanche. So if the Kraken can just take out the Avalanche, I was thinking like, how do I write this off in my brain? And it's like, if I peed my pants to force the Avalanche to tap out and lose mm. to the Kraken, I would do that trade every day of the week. Now the Oilers still have to win and I, I, I'm still nervous about that. But that's how I'm going to spin this in my head to make, just make it make yeah, sense. You're kind of like changing, you're, you're affecting the result directly mm -hmm. not even indirectly just directly exactly i'm i'm doing the work yeah. and and the other heat thing from that show that i should mention i obviously locked in avalanche in five or four and it didn't work alex locked in the calves over the knicks in four that did not work at all the knicks one in five he also locked in the islanders over the hurricanes that's looking like a loss I locked in the Grizzlies over the Lakers. That's looking like a loss. Owen locked in the Clippers over the Suns. That's looking like a loss. I locked in Jets over Vegas. That's looking like a loss. So we might just do a clean sweep of else. <laughs> is how it's it's how it's coming in. So there's that. That's disappointing. 
Um, I guess last two things, and they're a little bit more open-ended. Um, I saw a couple big debates going on online this week. And the first one, another Dead. soccer story, um, Tottenham. And they lost 6-1 to one away, and <laughs> they reimbursed their fans. The players yeah, took it out that. of their own pockets. And oh, we, it was the players? Yeah, the players took it out of their own pockets and reimbursed oh, the, the travel. I thought it was the club. I think it was the players, but it could have been the club. It, it, either way, yeah, they reimbursed the traveling away fans. So is there ever been a time where you got anything that you thought I need to be reimbursed for this? <laughs> like it could be tickets. It could be, I don't really know. It's open-ended. Just give me something that you well, wish you were reimbursed for. Well, back on, first of all, the original story, um, I I really respect this. And I think it's a... I think it's only really a soccer thing where you show because in other sports, there's not really an away section at the stadium, right? As far as I know. So soccer has the away section. Like whenever you score, you go celebrate in front of the away fans. And if you win or lose, you go to your away fans after the game and you thank them. Mm -hmm. So um, something like this is nice to see. And it's nice. I I think this is the only sport where it would happen. So that's good. Um, (laughs) It's something I wish I got reimbursed for. Uh, I don't really have one other than when I like, well, I was enjoying Wally, but when I was, wa- <laughs> when I was watching Wally and I got forced to leave the theater cause the guy I was with was really not enjoying the movie. So, I mean, that was kind of a bummer. Um, I did get a refund, uh, like two weeks ago, I went to the movie theater paid for 3d and the 3d just wasn't working. <laughs> so that was always nice. They gave me a, a free movie and then they just restarted in 2d and it's like, cool. We're already 30 minutes in, but I you guess can I'll fast re- forward. Yeah. Yeah. We just rewatched the first 30 minutes again. So I left half an hour late, but <laughs> I don't think I've had like really bad horror service stories. Yeah. I don't think that, cause this is what I was thinking about. Cause I was like, Oh, I bet. Cause I I've been to a lot of sporting events. I've been fortunate enough to go. I was thinking to myself, like, I bet there's been times that I wish I got my money back for going to a game. But I think honestly, being one of the people who was at six one away loss is just better story than it being like two two draw. Yeah. So I don't think they even need like almost the Flames game we went to when yeah when it that actually I wanted a refund for now no now you brought you sparked two memories. I was gonna bring it up, but I think that's almost like a uh, (laughs) I don't want to say it's a good game to go to, but I mean you went like your team got smacked and it was like a pretty uneventful game, but you were at that game. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like it's it's part of it being at those terrible games is part of being at the game. It makes for a better story now that you mention it because we get to say we went to the world's most boring hockey game, Wild Three at Flame Zero, which was just a complete snooze for three hours i went to a game actually when the building was 25 percent capacity masks on no food or drink oh you told me about that. and it was zero zero going into overtime and it was the worst it was just misery it was canucks versus flames and my dad gave me and katie the tickets for my birthday and he said he went on youtube the next morning to watch the highlights and the first comment was i watched all of this game it was the worst thing i've ever seen so now the but again i get that story so yeah exactly i don't think they need reimbursement is i guess the point that i'm hitting at but i mean they're they're probably not mad about getting reimbursed and the thing about soccer like away fans is they they 100 percent like they travel to all these games so mm-hmm. you know they're you know booking i guess not flights but they're taking the train over they're all going together so a partial reimbursement for you know the journey you went on is is uh pretty good where I would want reimbursement is, I, I don't know why I just thought of this, but it was also this week. I saw the Morgan Wallen concert 
that uh <laughs> that he he didn't show up he showed up well oh they were waiting three hours to see him and then a video message popped up and it was like hey i lost my voice i can't i can't perform i'll refund <laughs> speaking you speaking of you just reminded me one thing i hope they got reimbursed for is the frank ocean concert i don't think they did like that that is an event where if you were there and you didn't get reimbursement i would almost be suing but you're not understanding his art so, i guess i'm not understanding yeah. his art but i would be that is like that's the type of thing the, yeah like concerts where the guy shows up like because i think that's you know not that uncommon where they show up like an hour and a half late or they kind of cut their set short i think those are situations where uh you better be getting your money back mm-hmm. you gotta i thought it was always first first one of the first concerts i went to was drake in edmonton and he showed up an hour 42 minutes late and of course there's like a curfew because you got to pay the arena workers to stay late and all that stuff. And he said he was out there and he was like, I like the energy so much that I'll pay the fine. And then he did another like hour and a half. So he went for like, oh. he went for like, it was crazy long. It was the point. It ended at like 1230. But I thought that was like, just like the standard The people, if they're late, they're like, fine, I'll swallow the fine. Yeah. But it turns out that is not the standard. <laughs> It turns out you can well, just I show think up I, for 20. I think at Coachella, it's like $10,000 per minute that you go over. So, I mean, that's kind of understandable, but maybe show up on time. Maybe that would be better. Yeah, I want reimbursement for that. I think that makes sense. Um, and then the last thing, this one was a, was a uh, intense debate. Um, I saw a spin check that started it is Whitney said that you, as a, as a man, and this has long been a debate, as a man, you cannot wear a jersey to a game. And <laughs> like, like once you hit like 30, you can't be like, let me wear my favorite or like 40, whatever the age is, you can't be like, all right, I need to like buy my favorite player's Jersey and wear it to the game. And so what do you wear? I don't know. Like an, like a, like a jacket with the do logo. With or, I, I think I'm more open to it than most because he was getting burned people, which is not understanding. I think that's a crazy take. <laughs> he, he needs to understand his audience because everybody in his audience is definitely wearing a Jersey to a game. I can guarantee that. But I also, my dad is definitely wearing a Jersey <laughs> to a game. Like is, is Dave going to Oilers game with no Jersey on in the playoffs? He'll wear a Jersey. Yeah. But it's not like he's not wearing like Matias Ekholm. Like he's wearing a player from the eighties. Like it's, yeah, uh, that makes you're still wearing a Jersey though. Mm-hmm. But you I think I, to me the, I mean, I think this is kind of obvious, but once you get to a certain age, you can't be wearing the custom Jersey. Like you have to be wearing a player. You don't think custom works as an older guy. I think it works better than a current player. I to me, when I say custom, I'm saying like your own last name. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying really, if you could wear, I'm not going to say my last name, but if I was like 80, I would rather wear that than like Bedard on my back. Like that just maybe makes if more it's sense a, maybe if it's a retro, like if this was a jersey from 50 years ago, and then you have your last name, it kind of shows that you were an OG fan. But to me, the my own name on the back of my soccer jersey is kind of like you know you're you're pretending yeah. that you're on the team, it's like sub me in, yeah, yeah. So. I mean, to me, that's not something I would wear when I'm older. I would just want to wear like one of the guys I saw growing up. I, like I would wear a Zeke jersey at a Cowboys game. And I think that's what what we need to do as 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 people who like sports is we got to lock in on like people we like now and get their jersey and like preserve it. Yeah. Because I can't be. This is where I agree with them. I can't be fifty like still ordering my favorite players yeah. being like I need the new yeah you can't be like, like 70 in LA wearing your LeBron 23 yeah Lakers or you need a Kareem or a magic yeah. like somebody you grew up with like that's what that's where I agree but with I, I don't agree with like you're not showing up to the stadium with no especially if it's a big game like 
it's part of the atmosphere to be wearing the jersey. And where else are you going to wear your jersey, dude? I think you're just saying save your money. Don't don't buy the jersey. But I I think maybe we need to get back to like the olden days. Like you ever see those old hockey photos where everybody in the crowds wearing like a suit and a hat? Maybe we need (laughs) to maybe we need to get back to that. (laughs) Although it seems like suits are kind of going extinct these days, which is a little bit disappointing to me. Yeah, I mean, they're still in soccer stadiums. It's like you either show up in like a t-shirt and shorts or you show up in a suit and like the people who show up in the suits are like the rich, like sponsored spectators. Mm-hmm. So they get hated on by the normal fans and the normal fans is just your average, like poor guy showing up in his like muscle shirt or his t-shirt, which I, is kind of cool. I, I think it's a very much a culture thing. Yeah. Because here like in, over there, if you show up in a Jersey, you, they call you a full kit wanker. Yeah, exactly. So this is what I'm saying. Like, and then here, Let's say, okay, I'm going to say this and I can say this. In Calgary, if I wear a jersey to the game, nobody's going to get mad at me. But if I dress casually, it's not going to get noticed. Nobody's going to be like looking at me weird because I'm dressed casually. I would say in other cities I've been to, like in Edmonton, you are more, way, way, way more sticking out if you're not wearing a jersey. Yeah. Like it's very much about the team that you're seeing. Yeah, I can see that. And then if you go to like a soccer game in like the UK and you show up in a jersey, people think you're weird. They're like, does this guy think he's on the team? Yeah. Well, I guess it's different (laughs) cultures. (laughs) Yeah, that's, yeah. I don't know. I I don't even know what to say about it. I just thought it was interesting. I like the jersey debate. But yeah. The two man is is always a a foolproof method of uh, of potting. There's a reason why radio shows are always two guys. I'll say that much. Yeah, true, true. It's just easy to snap it around. And the first round we talked all through the draft. Uh, jeans didn't go off the board. Mm-hmm. So jeans is gonna be. I mean, does he sleep at a hotel tonight? Like, does he have does he have yeah. a room ready for tomorrow? <laughs> Yeah. I feel bad for the guy, man. It's going to be a tough sleep. I think the only other time I remember this happening was Geno Smith. Um, really? Where he went, he was supposed to go like first round 2013, 10 years ago. And then he went 38th or 39th to the Jets and they had Tebow and Mark Sanchez. And it was such a, such a circus. But um, like he probably didn't plan to be in the city for this long. No, he probably did not, but I'm sure he can make it work. He's there. I'm sure he was just planning to be in another city that he didn't know yet. So <laughs> I think he'll make it work. I I wonder where he'll go now, though, because... I mean, it goes back to who at the top. Pittsburgh has Chicago's pick. They're not going to take him. But I wonder what, it, what I know, which like, one of these teams, because you, you, you're sort of looking at the helmets there and trying to pay, figure it out. Like, Can I ask why we have the Dolphins down in... Uh, Maybe yeah, it is. Falls. The Dolphins is not a bad shout, though, because yeah, they... Mean, they need a quarterback. When people just pencil in Tua, like you didn't say he considered retirement. Like, I <laughs> like he didn't say he seriously considered yeah, retirement. and like people didn't agree with him that he should be retired. Like, I would be drafted quarterback. I know they signed Mike White, but like, what do you care? You need... You need yeah. stability. You have a good team. So I wouldn't cross them off. I think Detroit and Seattle are still possible. I know you keep saying Detroit. That's just one I'm never going to see. Well, what do you mean? Uh, they have a good quarterback. I know, but you put somebody behind them. Like now that it's a day two pick, it certainly makes more sense than yeah. trading up to get the guy in round one. I know Alex wants to see him on the Raiders still. That's possible. possible. The Falcons wouldn't be bad either. The Titans wouldn't be bad either. There's a lot of teams that wouldn't be bad. The real problem for him is I, if I was in the draft and I was in his position, I would want to be drafted at the end of the first round. So I went to a good team and like got good coaching and a good system. And then I could be like Jordan Love, like I could get the coach's trust over time. And then I could come in now that I'm back at the bottom. 
I'm oh, going to yeah. be thrown in in week seven Still when I'm like, bad teams. yeah, one in six and I'm going to have to patch it together with like the worst At least receivers. you have like maybe less pressure. Uh, I don't even know if that's it's probably true. more. Yeah. So I hope it works out for him. Long and short. I entered the day, not a fan. I left the day a fan. Yeah. So good for Let's him. Go jeans. Let's go jeans. You could, you could do this, buddy. Finish it off. And maybe the Durs as well would be a decent one for him. I just saw them there, but yeah, 10. First of all, 10, 10. As I said, Tuesday, May 9th, we'll be back. Bo's Afraid and some other stuff. I don't know. We're going to do segments. We're going to bring segments back. Bo's Genius of the Week. Those are going to be back for sure. I was. I don't know about Hot Take of the Week. Maybe like once a month mm-hmm. if we can find enough. The hard part was finding a lot of them. I don't know what other I segments. feel like it's not that hard. I think Hot Take of the Week is pretty easy to find. Just yeah. some Twitter replies. That's how you find them Yahoo for the most discussions. part. Yeah, discussions. Yeah, discussions, YouTube comments. Yeah. There's lots of places to go. What segment do, would you want to bring back? Uh, I think Genius and Bozo are just the best. Yeah, that was a, Genius and Bozo just never fail. They really never do. So yeah. I think that's that's definitely coming back. Um, I don't know what else is coming back. We want to try to do some more guest spots, which hopefully one every two shows or one a show would be good, at least till football starts. And yeah, I know Caleb's been trying to get back on. Well, good because we're sitting on about thirty unreleased minutes from his from the country's draft. So <laughs> if anybody has an appetite for that, I'd be happy to send them the file. I'm not putting it up on the feed. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll be back in a little bit of time. So I hope everybody enjoys the weekend and the week and has a good. Uh, I hope your teams do well, and I hope you crush the second and third days of the draft. And, yeah, enjoy the first couple days of summer. We'll talk to you guys in a little bit of time here. So, yeah. And thank you guys for all your support, as always. Good guy, Phil. Good guy, me. Everybody enjoys the weekend and the week and has a good, uh, I hope your teams do well and I hope you crush the second and third days of the draft and yeah, enjoy the first couple of days of summer. We'll talk to you guys in a little bit of time here. So yeah. And thank you guys for all your support as always. Good guy, Phil. Good guy, me.